The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Yeah, it's a very Lady Hawk situation. <laughs> That's a dated reference. Anyway. Kiss him goodbye. I hope you kill evil. Why aren't we just killing him? Wizards can be down on their luck. One hell of a cockroll. I've never seen that before in my life. I want it though. <laughs> oh, I've seen these, these things before. I'm familiar with familiars. And uh, did she just neuralize him? Having an animator grow up is very useful. Eel Dove has a girl. <laughs> Greetings, fair adventurers. First off, we've got to let you know about our next live show. That rhymed unintentionally. We will be appearing at The Long Game, an event being put on by Gamers Against Alzheimer's on June 23rd at Burlington International Airport. Guess what it's raising money for? We'll give you a moment. Did you figure it out? Good. It's for a great cause, and we'd love to see you there. There's way more than just us going on, too, so come and enjoy all sorts of RPG goodness. Check out Gamers Against Alzheimer's on Facebook for all the details. There's a link to the event in the show notes, too. Second, this episode was the first one we recorded with our fair friend Fred remote in his new home in Chicago, so there are some sound issues here and there. We know. We're working on it and should have it all settled by the next episode. Consider it under construction. We appreciate your patience. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party said goodbye to their new friend Albie, and somewhat surprisingly to Kathak as well, when he agreed to escort Albie to Pelder's Abbey and then meet up with the party later on. Free of those particular complications, they continued on to Crossroads, finding that all entering were being screened for a disease known as Tarper's Pox. They were able to convince the guards at the gate that Gulric was a dangerous wizard they had taken prisoner, which isn't really that far from the truth, and they then made it through the checkpoint rather easily. Once inside the walls, they made a beeline for the local ORE outpost, where they planned to hopefully drop Gulric off for safekeeping. Through the use of suggestion, they were able to magically compel Gulric to spill the beans on his crimes, convincing the caretaker of the outpost, a red-skinned woman with mismatched horns and a tail, named Pasht, that Gulric was in fact a dangerous criminal that needed to be dealt with. She took him into a back room, did something that caused a bright white and blue flash, seemingly subduing him. She then offered them an ORE contract to investigate the strange exploding noises coming from the northwest. They also bought some potions. They are now in search of a bard for uh, tales and local rumors that may aid them in finding Ajia's tear. We pick up with Cassian, Olash, and Ildov just entering the stark contrast looking for the bard in residence, while Yarfik waits outside with the wagon and horses. Uh, it's early evening, so the dinner crowd isn't really in full swing yet, but it is ramping up. Uh, as you enter, you can hear the tail end of a song being played on pipes, a lute, and some bells. Uh, looking to the stage, you see that they are all being operated by one individual. 
Uh, it's an elven man of medium height. He's very lithe. He's got long blonde hair that's currently in a high ponytail. The pipes are on a wire suspended in front of his mouth. The lute is in his hands and the bells are tied to his knees, one-man band style. He receives some muted claps from the audience. It takes an exaggerated bow and begins to carefully pack his instruments away into a large case. Uh, what are you doing? I give him some less muted applause and cheer and pump my fist. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he, man, rock it. He turns around and looks to see where that's coming from and uh, sees you and his, his eyes sort of light up a little bit. And he goes back to packing his things away, but with a little more pep. Excellent. Um, well, I guess once he seems like he's finished packing up and might have a second to talk, I'll, you know, stride over and, uh, you know, and, and start asking about tales and rumors. Uh, hello, good sir. And, and may I say what an, an excellent rendition, truly a thing of beauty to behold. I was wondering if you might happen to know anything about um, a mysterious object called, or no, wait, we're looking for the thicket, right? Surrounded by monsters that should not be in a place that should not be. Ever heard of it? Um, hello. <laughs> Do you have a Hi. name? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, my name. Uh, it's Cassian Von Demos. Uh, I'm an adventurer, a hero, a fighter, a lover, a savior of collapsed tunnel dwarves, uh, an attorney at law, a uh, hero of legend, naturally. Uh, and yourself? <clears throat> ah, Cilantro, entertainer extraordinaire. Cilantro has played venues from Kalishan to Sprocket. Cilantro has studied in Empmark and even played one herring show for the orcs on Shadway, and he bows his head to Olash when he says that. Cilantro usually has a much warmer reception, but most of these folk feel that cilantro has just ruined their dinner. Apparently in this cil establishment, cilantro is an acquired taste. I hate you so much. <laughs> He's a bit soapy to people. Yeah, not everyone, uh, you know, not everyone is ready for greatness, cilantro. I, I was moved. Well, cilantro does appreciate that. Uh, take it you've, you've heard fair and true before. The, oh, the song? <laughs> Yes, yes. You you said it was an excellent rendition. I assumed that you were familiar with it. Yes, yes. Naturally, uh, it's. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a staple, an old bardic staple. But to, but to hear it, um, but to hear it played so masterfully is is a, a much rarer delight. You are a flatterer. You said you were asking about uh, an item or a thicket. Well, you know, I uh, just figured in in our profession, as you know. Uh, one winds up hearing a lot of uh, rumors and tales and fanciful legends, and it so happens that I'm in pursuit of just such a legend. It's, um, there's, there's a sort of prophecy regarding a thicket, a thicket that should not be, surrounded by creatures that should not be, in a place that should not be. And, uh, well, I was wondering if you might have heard tell of anything that meets that description. Cilantro knows of many rumors about town. There are rumors that the paths to Verseorsa have become quite overgrown. Uh, that could be, perhaps this is the thicket that you seek. I, I do not know. There's, uh, do you have any more information, anything else to go on? What, do you, what, is it, what is it that's in this thicket? Well, it should be, I mean, in the mountains is what we had heard. Well, then, then that very well may be what it is. Verseorsa, of course, is the, the lowest of the... 
the 10 shop range. Ah, of course. I Do I know that? I'm, I, I assume I'm You do. It's on the map that it. you guys have. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see it here. The main uh, uh, pass to, to cross yes, the mountain? Yes. Yes. When you say uh, the path to Ver- Versi or something? The, uh, the paths at the, the base of the mountain leading up to it and the paths on the mountain themselves uh, supposedly have become overgrown. That's what Francis was saying when he came back. Cilantro, I can't tell you how uh, how grateful I am for for uh, that that information. It's the first it's the first hint we've had uh, yet of anything that that might point us in the right direction. Cilantro is happy to oblige. Were you looking for anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Gang, I'm good. I turned to the others. <laughs> yeah. Are, was there anything? I think that was it. Okay. <laughs> I think that's all we needed, uh, except of course, you know, to 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 tell you. What a lovely show you put on, um, but uh, if you if you will excuse our rudeness, uh, we are pressed for time, so I think we'd best be going. Cilantro appreciates the compliment. He's happy to help. Uh, hopefully you do find what it is you're looking for. If you find that you're looking for some polite conversation, I will be here for the evening as well. Delightful. Uh, delightful to hear it. Uh, if, if we do find ourselves with some leisure time this evening, I'm sure we'll seek you out. You guys... Turn yeah, to leave, depart, I'm assuming. Yeah. So uh, as this is all happening, Yarfik is outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yarfik, you're standing outside. Are you doing anything in particular while you're waiting with the horses? Just seeing if anyone rides in on a really ornery horse and keeping an eye out for... Okay, so you, you're keeping an eye out for, for pugilistic equines. Yes. Roll a perception check. <laughs> Nat one. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you are just like you. super focused on horses you are looking around and you're not really seeing anything ornery but like you are eyes peeled you know it's gonna happen you know that some fucking horse with a shit-eating grin on its face is gonna walk in here he's gonna start causing trouble so you're looking out for it and you don't see anything but then all of a sudden as you're looking down the main roads at the gates trying to see who's coming in you notice that the guards there's a lot of like hustle and bustle going on all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and they're closing the gates and now they're barring the gates. Uh-oh. And the rest of the guards look like they're they're arming themselves. They're all grabbing longbows and and crossbows and arbalests and and taking positions on the walls. But are there is there a horse that's around that needs to be punched? There there is no horse. Okay. Uh, looking around, uh, it even occurs to you that you're the only one with horses or livestock of any kind out in the streets. So as this is all happening, from the the western wall, you hear shouts of, There is fire! And all of a sudden, a volley of arrows goes off in the, the direction to the west. Then you hear, Reload! And then all of a sudden, this large shadow passes over you, then turns to the right, goes northward. And as it passes over the north wall, you hear them go, Oh, there it is! Fire! Another volley of arrows goes launching into the air. And then about a half second later, you hear this just very loud, almost otherworldly shriek. And they go, we hit it! Do I recognize what the shadow is, or? Roll nature. (laughs) I need to change my dice. Uh, That is a four. You could swear it was just like a real big bird. And you're like, why don't they like birds? Uh, But you're pretty sure it was just an eagle. I'm going to poke my head inside the, the door, like leave everybody out there for a second and poke my head in the door and be like, uh, guys, there's a fight going on outside that may need our assistance. Could you join me out here for a moment, please? You yes. guys come outside? Yeah. Yeah. You all come outside. 
it, just as you come back out and sort of like go and regather the reins of all the animals, you see that there are two guards who are walking down the streets right now. And they're just sort of, they're like checking in with people, making sure that everyone's okay, stopping with someone and just being like, oh, are you, everything's all right. And then they, uh, they sort of turn and see you. And one of them takes off at just like a dead run. Excuse and me personally, um, or? the group of you all, horses, oxen, people, in the middle of the road. Running towards us? Running towards you. And uh, as she gets a little closer, you see it's a female dwarf. She's wearing studded leather armor. Um, And she runs up to you because she sees Yarfik that you are holding the reins for all the animals. And she runs up to you and she goes, You great fool! Get the animals out of the road! That's probably what brought the den beast here in the first place! What beast? What beast? The griffin, you fool! Oh, gosh. Uh, sure, I'll, I'll I'll take them where they need to go. Where where should we bring them? Come with me. Let's take them to the stables. Okay, I'll, I'll hop back in the uh, the wagon and take them off. Okay, so she takes you over to the stables. We're we're out there with them now, right? Yes, you guys are all out there. Okay, I get my I have my I'm drawing my longbow and notching an arrow. Um, so you are on high alert. Uh, Olash, yeah. maybe you you draw a javelin yes. and aim it at the skies, <laughs> or perhaps you just jump up really high <laughs> <laughs> with my oh, axe. Shit, that's right, you can do that now. Um, Take that, clouds! <laughs> so you all uh, beeline for the stables now uh, and make it over there to uh, to inter your animals. Um, that's a good verb for it. Yeah, well, that's what you're doing. You're you're interring them. They're being interred. Uh, but so you bring them all uh, over to the stable and they, they like quickly hurry them in. There's sort of like an antechamber for the stable itself where you can bring them in and then you sort of make the deals for um, for getting them in. They say, well, uh, how long do you need to, to keep your animals in? I mean, we're not going to be here hopefully that long. I mean, obviously with the attack going on, we'll be here a bit longer, but we weren't planning to stay overnight. Okay, well, it's, it's a silver per day per beast. You've got two oxen. And you've got three horses, so it'll be five silver for today. That's that's fine. I've got that. I'll, I'll take care of that myself. Here, here, here's a gold in general, just in case we need it for the second day. Uh, okay, down payment. Yep. Uh, and your name? Uh, Yarfik Stormhammer. Uh, excellent. Uh, so they've got your horses and everything. Uh, so you guys are all set for that. They take the wagon in as well. You guys grab whatever you need from it first, uh, and you're free to go back outside. Is the guard still with us? The guard is still with you, yes. Uh, do you need our assistance fighting off the griffin? No, uh, it, it seems like we've wounded it. So uh, the what the guard captain has said is that just we're going to we're going to leave things as is. We're going to leave the doors closed so that no one goes out and 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 encounters an angry and injured griffin overnight. And then as as the guards will will go out in the morning and hunt the beast down. Is this a normal thing when people bring livestock in that don't put them in the stables? They come around and attack? I mean, it happens every so often. They 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 mainly eat horses and livestock, and, you know, with Rockland Hest being so close, they... Well, I'm Sam, do I know, are, are griffins intelligent at all, or are they just, are they just like, mindless predators? Uh, they're not mindless predators, but they are beasts. I mean, I would, I would, uh, liken them intelligence-wise to lions. Okay. Are you, are you trying to tame one to have it fly you somewhere? I'm not, I mean, I'm not ruling anything out at this stage. (laughs) Um, but mostly I was just, uh, like, wondering what we were dealing with, basically. I would not, uh, qualify them as, like, fully sentient. Mm -hmm. We can't parlay with them. Uh, I mean, Olash can speak with animals. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Olash, this might be this might be your time to secure us some flying transport. <laughs> and by us, he means him. 
No, uh, it's not going to work if we can't all get to the mountains, but there's probably a whole nest of these things somewhere, right? Do you really want a wounded one? No, but there's probably more of them, I'm saying. Okay. And also, he wants, he wants to go heal. shopping. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe that's how we'll make friends with it, right? Yarfik, well, you can talk to it and tell it that Yarfik can heal it if it will be our pal and let us ride on it. Don't you think it's going to try to eat our horses? We can go out without the horses. You... Or maybe we should bring one as bait, but then yeah, we... let, let's let's bring daybreak then. What? Well, I don't know why you would jump right to daybreak. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of your the idea. Nameless horses we stole from Galrick. I'm just saying, if you if you want to go through with it, you may have to give something up of your own to make it happen. So why not? You know. To so... be clear, when I say bait, I don't mean we let the Griffin eat it. We still protect the horses, but I mean, Cassian, you have an unhealthy obsession with flying. Are we are we still hanging around this guard, this dwarf? <laughs> She's she's walked off at this point. She's okay. she's got uh you know the rest of her job to do. Right, right. I, I Just to be clear, uh, we were we were planning on skipping town as soon as possible, right? Like we kind of can't be locked in here overnight. We're going to be. It looks like. Well, we I could... bet if we put our minds to it, we could figure out how to get out of here, right? Well, we could also use this as an opportunity to find someone else in town who might know, who's maybe heard more. Weren't we looking for the doctor? The guy that, oh, that's right. The doctor? They, they said the doctor is the guy that travels around. I think that's who oh. Cilantro mentioned was Fran, uh, Francis. Yes. Was the doctor that who's like, he yeah, goes all the way to the place. Pasta had also mentioned Francis to you as well. Let's yeah. find, yeah. I mean, I'm all for finding the doctor, but weren't we like concerned that maybe Pasht was going to find out that we like mind whammied Gulrick or something? There was something we were trying to. No, like, um, I believe. I don't want Pasht to figure out who I really am. Sure. And I okay. think we also just didn't want to do and her task. Well, I was I was warned by my patron um, that something with two horns would complicate things and it would be better to avoid um, sure, that. True. But complicate doesn't mean bad for us. It just means it might make things harder. Yeah. I feel like that that's sounds bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. I think we think we might get something interesting out of this contract. I don't know. I don't doubt that, but I, it's a distraction. Yeah. Yarfik, we're not doing this for entertainment, okay? <laughs> we're on a mission. That was John voice, not Yarfik voice. I'm sorry about that. So that was me just saying it, but. Uh, okay. Well, uh, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm all for finding Francis as long as we're, as long as we can't I mean, get our wagon out of town. Yeah, like, we can leave first thing in the morning. I've already paid for two days, so we're, we're good well. no matter what happens. Sure. Cool. Let's uh, let's find the doctor. I don't think anybody knew that... It didn't sound like... I don't remember Posh saying that she knew where he would be. Does anybody else? If I remember correctly, uh, he was, they had had him on retainer to help out with the disease at the doors. So mm-hmm. he was helping out with that type of thing. Oh, so he might be down by the gates right now? So essentially, right. they have him on, on retainer in the town. Oh. They don't necessarily, like, he can't be at all four gates at once. Um, <laughs> well, is he a doctor or not, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's a doctor, not an illusion wizard. So he's in the town, for sure. Like, he will not have left the town. So you can probably pretty easily ask around and be like, hey, we're looking for the doctor. Is there anyone okay. around us? There are people. Um, it seems like, even though the guard is still on high alert, the no more shadows have passed over the uh, the town proper. People are sort of starting to peek their heads out of the taverns and shops, and, and people are, are returning to the thoroughfares. All right, well, let's just ask the closest person. Okay, so you, you flag someone down. Uh, there is a uh, sort of an older-looking uh, man, um, 
wearing nice enough clothing. He hmm. says, oh, uh, yes, what, what, you, what, what is it? Uh, hi. We, hello, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Are you? I give, I give, uh, I give Ildav like a thumbs up, like, you're doing great. <laughs> uh, we're just, uh, we're from not here. And we are looking, we're looking for the doctor. Do you, do you know him? Oh, yeah, you're looking for Francis. Oh, yeah, 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 that's the, that's the guy. Yeah, the mushroom-headed guy, yeah. Um, I saw him, oh, God, it was just recently. It was, um, I think he was at, yeah, that's right, he was at, he was at uh, Wendy's Pride. Where's that? It's right on the corner, it's right over there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the big sign outside says Wendy's Pride. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, we're not. We're not from here. Remember? Okay. Anyway, thanks. You're welcome. And he walks off to Wendy's Pride. I guess so. So you guys make your way into Wendy's Pride. It's a. Uh, it's another inn. Unlike the stark contrast, this one is is like very down home, cozy style. Um, and uh, at the moment, it's it's dinner rushy time. Like you know, people are are flooding in more so now that the uh, the scare is over. And you uh, look around, and you remember that you don't know what Francis looks like. Uh, uh, you... Didn't we get a description from Posh? Nope. Awesome. We got. We know he's a gnome. He's a gnome. Yeah, you got. You know he's a gnome. That's it. And Do we see? That and then this guy just headed. yeah, just said he was mushroom headed. So. <laughs> Charming. Do we Presumably see any... he's well-dressed. He's a doctor, right? You never know. Well, we could just, like, walk in and yell, Francis! Do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I yell, Francis! Okay. Uh, you <laughs> yell, Francis, and a hush falls over the entire room. <laughs> as all eyes are now on you, everyone looks towards you. And from uh, sort of the, the center-ish of the room, like, there's there's a bunch of long tables in the room. And from from one of the long tables in the middle, uh, this gnome sort of stands up like on his seat. And as he turns around, you can see he's got a, a full on bowl cut, which is why the guy called him mushroom headed. He's got uh, big, thick glasses on and he turns around and goes, uh, 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 I'm I'm Francis. Uh, do you do you need a doctor, my lady? Uh, what what do we need? Not exactly, <laughs> Francis. We had some uh, questions about. Uh, we heard you're a, a well-traveled man, and uh, as it happens, we're in search of something. This is um, we were hoping you might. Per- oh, I thought yeah. we were approaching. Uh, why don't <laughs> Why don't you come closer? <laughs> okay, I don't think no I need to, to air your business in front of all time. these fine people. Yeah. Okay. We. Yeah. We. I stride over to him as though I had not done anything embarrassing at all. <laughs> I, I uh, and I, over, hello, hello. Yep, yep. Hello. Give him a little wave. Yep. Hello, yes. Um, so uh, and then, he uh, yeah. he gets down off of the bench and sort of sits on it backwards so he can face you. Hello. What uh? What what is it that you need? What can I do for you? Well, um, we're we're in search of something, but we don't quite know where it is. I guess that's what being in search of something means. Um, <laughs> we heard that you've uh, traveled around a lot, particularly to the the mountains. And as it happens, what we're seeking is in the mountains. You, you were referred to us by Pasht. Oh, yes. okay. What, what are you What are you looking for? Uh, a thicket, right? Yep, that should yep. not be. Of some, yeah. That has With a tree creatures. in it that should not be. That has oh, an object in it that should not be. Also, there are creatures that should not be. Right. Yes, creatures. Basically, a lot of should not be's. Olash, when you say uh, creatures that should not be, his eyes sort of, like, widen. Oh, oh, that's why. Okay. Okay, um, 
Yeah, um, let's get a booth. <laughs> so he, he turns around, he picks up his, his bowl of stew, turns back around and gets up and, and sort of walks it over to a booth. Uh, none of the booths are open. Uh, but one of them only has like two people in it, and he he leans down to them, and he's like, uh, "Hey, um, would would you mind if we've we've got a large party? We're just looking for a place to all sit together. Uh, I'll throw you five silver if you guys will will get up and go away." And they go, "Oh yeah, five silver, sure." sure. So he gives them a little money. They get up and move. He uh, gets up into the booth and like tucks himself all the way over into the corner. He goes, oh, "Come on, come on, sit down, sit down." You guys sit? Yes, yes. of yes. course. So you all tuck into the booth. Wait, am I in the middle of people? Because there's got to be like three on one side and like two on the other. You are probably sitting, if you're on the same side that Francis is on, mm-hmm. you guys are both pretty small. Okay. It'll work out fine. So um, I don't know how much you know about me, uh, but I am a, a doctor and fungal expert. I uh, I travel to the mountains quite often uh, in search of mushrooms for use in uh, tinctures and salves and various other things. So, in my most recent foray, uh, I was about halfway up uh, Verisayorso, and I had just stumbled upon a patch of delicious-looking lion's manes when I heard something and I looked up. Now, all I saw in the distance was another patch of mushrooms. But... Then one of them moved. And I don't know if you know much about mushrooms, but they do not move. So, moving mushrooms. Could, uh, okay. No, you had a question? <laughs> Just that would be far from the weirdest thing we've encountered. Anyway, I thought it was a mind trick at first. I double-checked the fungi that I had been eating to make sure the psychoactives that I packed were properly separated from my rations, which they were. I looked back, and it was indeed moving. It had a humanoid shape, and it was ambling along into a cave. I attempted to follow it, and unfortunately stepped on a stick, which the sharp crack that rang out through the woods just sent this mushroom man running off into the cave. I went up to the cave mouth, but I couldn't see well enough to follow. I Oh, but I fully plan to go back and investigate as soon as I can raise the funds. I mean, think of the scientific possibilities. They are indeed intriguing. It, it, it seemed very out of the ordinary there to have a, a mushroom man. <laughs> uh, I'm just confirming for myself. Excuse, excuse me. Uh, uh, what was your name? My name is Yarfik. Yarfik. Um, how many uh, mushroom men have you seen slash spoken to before? Not many in the recent Okay, past. so when you say not many, are you <laughs> implying that there was at least one? It may have been a dream. I don't remember per se. He has a lot of weird dreams. It, it got him and got him kicked out of his monastery or something. Well, where did you see this mushroom man? Tell me about. I want to know about the dream. It was when I was very young. I saw one uh, a, a man standing in front of a tree, and he had a, a fox next to him, and, and he had a very tall hat. And he uh, rode the fox around the tree as if he was protecting something. And then he told me that if I should ever bother David that it would be very bad for the entire forest. But it was just a man in a hat. That's not a mushroom. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a mushroom at the time. The hat was spotted like the red mushrooms. And Okay, um, look, I thought that you were all legitimately interested, but it's clear that you're just here to make fun of me, like everybody else in this town. I know what I saw. No, but Francis, please excuse my friend here. He he starts talking and uh, and and just sort of just sort of keeps going until someone gets 
fed up and leaves. Um, he, we're we're not. Our intent is not to mock you, and we're very grateful for this information. You say that you saw this mushroom fellow uh, directly on the path to Veraseosa. Uh, no, it wasn't on the path. It was about halfway up the mountain on the leeward oh, side. Up the mountain itself. Okay, but see, we had heard that the path to Versiorsa was choked with overgrowth and thickets. Is that... Have, have you noticed anything of that nature? I wouldn't quite call it choked. Uh, I mean, it's it's traversable, but it's uh, certainly, uh, you know, you'll you'll want a machete or some such. It's, it's definitely difficult terrain. Uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. And this might sound crazy, but do you know of any flying transportation? <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I know. I mean, there was that the Griffin earlier. I guess you could probably you know, try we and thinking the very tame and fly thing. that thing or something. But no, not not that I'm aware of. Otherwise, I always just walk. Hoof it. Well, you've been most helpful, Francis. Was there any? Uh, did we have any other questions for Francis? I'd like to apologize if I offended you. It was never meant to be an offense. More an opportunity for everyone else in the party to laugh at me, apparently, for asking a stupid question. Yarvik, it is okay. I uh, I am a doctor, and if you would ever like someone to check you out for foot and mouth disease, <laughs> do I know what foot and mouth disease? Is? Roll intelligence. <laughs> It's something you get from fighting horses. <laughs> I hate you all. Uh, that is a 17. Uh, you know he's making fun of you. Uh-huh. Uh, very funny. Yes, I, of course. I may need a prescription later. Who knows? Are you... Do you Do you all think you might be willing to investigate this? I mean, I, I unfortunately am on semi-permanent retainer with the city right now as long as this Tarper's Pox outbreak is outbreaking. So, uh... I can't leave. And, uh, I mean, if you were to go there and, and investigate this, oh my god, I would be fascinated by what you find. I think we could find the time. Yeah, perhaps. It seems like we're going in that direction regardless, so, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a direction to go. I, I say yes, of course. We could definitely look into this. Excellent. Well, if you could, uh, I don't know, uh, keep some sort of record or perhaps bring me some samples... Olash, you can write down all your journals about this, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Great. You sound very confident. I just need someone to copy it from first. <laughs> yeah, she's our, um, she's our group scribe, actually. She wrote a book. She Transcribed did. her book. And she's also written many songs, too, so... I shake my tambourine. <laughs> ah, very impressive. <laughs> well, what was your book called? <laughs> <laughs> it's not... We're not... Uh, it's not published yet, so we can't really talk about that yeah, as yeah. much. Still in, it's still under contract. Don't want to give too much away. We're under NDA. Oh, okay, well, but fine. It's like a really good title. I, I can't just be handing it out willy-nilly. Uh, well, um, I think we had best be going. Yeah, uh, thank you, right? Francis. Um, absolutely. I, you know, I, um, if, if you were to bring something back, I, I would absolutely offer you compensation. It would depend on what you bring me, but but I, I you know, I, I have resources. What would well, you be I can tell for? you this much. If these mushroom people turn out to be hostile, there's a better than even chance that we'll be coming back with at least a couple of their arms. <laughs> that, <laughs> is, <laughs> that is oddly specific. Uh, Although, Cussin, you have to remember, we may not be able to part with those arms at that point. They could be part of the collection, so we have to think about something. What else would you like us to bring back, per se, for you? He is looking at you right now with a dead-eyed stare. <laughs> part of the 
collection? What are you? Who am I <laughs> well, eating dinner with right now? <laughs> we'll try we to bring something back for job. you. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, spore samples. Uh, you know, uh, if if you have anyone who's a, a more than adequate artist, if if there's anything that that is interesting to be, you know, drawn and reproduced, uh, notes of any kind, if if there's this ambulatory mushroom, if, if there's any evidence of, like, a society of some kind, I, all of these things, or even even if you notice that they're, I don't know, immune to certain effects, whatever you can find, honestly, I'm interested. I think we can help you out there. Perhaps. Yeah, we'll, we'll do what we can. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. Um, uh, here, you know what? Before you leave, uh, he starts digging around in his pack, and he... Uh, drags out a uh, a little sack and opens it up and it's got four large dried mushrooms in it take these with you uh, they they may help if any of you are injured and he thank you hands thank them you over uh, each of the mushrooms is is 1d4 okay healing um so you know it's a little thing but it'll help in a pinch and uh, you, I mean, these are got definitely not the mushrooms. psychoactives i am 99 sure <laughs> i'm kidding i'm 100 sure off. i ate all of those <laughs> well, we appreciate your time and uh, you helping us to find a way to further along our quest as well as yours. And uh, we look forward to uh, maybe bringing you back some notes and other things. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, are you okay? It sounds like you dropped something. Uh, part of my armor <laughs> fell apart. I have to oh, put it back together. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, uh, it, can I interest you all in some stew? I, I wouldn't say no. no. I'll, I'll, I, yeah. I was going to say no. But if you want to stay, Cassian, that's fine. We can let you stay no, have stew. I mean, do we have other errands to run? I'm, I, or are we just chilling now? Uh, yeah, I guess we're just chilling until we can leave in the morning. Unless you really want to go find the griffin. I mean, I definitely want to find a griffin, but we could just as easily wait till the morning to do that, I guess. Okay. Because then we'd be able to get our horses out of the gate. So we should probably find some lodging then, shouldn't we? Yeah. Also be good to give Kathok time to come find us. I'm just going to use the sending spell as soon as we get out. Wait, <laughs> guys. Oh, no, I guess now that we've dropped off uh, Gulric, it doesn't matter if Kathok is with us. Although, we want to maybe avoid being in the same place as both of them whenever possible. Well, I was going to tell him we're he heading for uh, Valspar. Or Val Verisayorsa. Verisayorsa, not Valspar. Verisayorsa, and uh, th that uh, obviously he can meet us there, you know, where we're going to be heading that way if he meets us on the road. T wait, are we having this conversation in character in front of Francis? Or yep. have we left? <laughs> I, I was doing this. You in guys haven't decided you, yet whether or not you're staying for stew. You want it, yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I say maybe later on the stew, Francis. We have, uh, we do have, uh, we need to find us some lodgings and uh, uh, maybe explore the town a little. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, if you're looking for lodging, uh, you could uh, you could do no better than where you are right now in Wendy's Pride. Uh, there's also the the weather vane and the stark contrast both across the square. Uh, though uh, you know, if you're looking for the most for your money, I think you're in the right place. Oh, I, I my mistake. I had assumed that Wendy's Pride was just a place for quick burgers and fries. Maybe a frosty. Perhaps. Yeah, you know those burger fry and stew joints. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a fantasy world. You have Stoo to make shack. some allowances. Yeah, uh, no, this is a full inn. the The entire second floor is is decked out. Okay, well, maybe we should just um sort of take a look at the other places, kind of get a feel for what where we want to lay our heads, and uh, perhaps we'll see you a bit later. Perhaps I give him a. High I'm, five. I'm really just trying to get us out so we can talk strategy a little bit without okay. you know. So Olash gives him a high five, tiny little gnome hand inside a giant orc palm. 
it looks like one of those uh, like baby announcement photos <laughs> with like a baby hand inside a grown grown human's hand. But you all get up from the booth and leave, and and Francis is now just sitting alone in a booth eating stew. Living the all, dream. Yeah. Oh man, so happy. Uh, but you all go outside so you can have this conversation. So what are you talking about? Well, uh, before we do, are the guards still keeping it? Like they look like they everything's sealed up straight. They haven't like let anybody in. The so far. the gates are barred. Okay. Um, they don't. They're not out in like full force. It looks like they're they're down to lower numbers on the walls, keeping watch, but they're still sealed. Okay, so I I turn to the group and I say, correct me if I'm wrong. I think whenever we re- rendezvous with Kathak, it's best if we can do so some place where there's no chance of him talking to Gulric, right? I mean, we don't want him to, for any reason, go into that guild hall and see his boss there. How, how would that happen? happen? Is he, like, if you walk into the guild hall, I, I is Gulric even visible? Yeah, we don't know what happened to him. When you two, uh, when, when Cassian and Yarfik were last inside, she took Gulric into a back room, did something that caused a flash of light, and then came back out, and you have not seen Gulric since then. Okay, I, maybe I'm the only one who remembers how goddamn determined he was to get into the cart when we had Gulric there, but uh, it, it felt like we were constantly having to shoo him away. He's like a toddler, just like <laughs> always poking into exactly where you don't want him to be. The thing is, well, uh, I think if we just tell him to meet us like on the road to this mountain, right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, is just there as opposed to in town. I, I don't do know. That. Maybe he would just be so distracted by. Us finally letting him go in the back of the wagon. Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. Well, if you we remember, can make a big deal out of it. We did let him in the back of the wagon before we got here because he made breakfast. Because now that he knew we had a prisoner, it didn't matter to him. Yeah, he made you that big oh, that's of holidays. <laughs> that's true. Nothing I think else. I think it's perfectly fine to have him meet us here as long as he doesn't have Tarbur's box because that could be a problem. Okay. Oh yeah, good point. Well, okay, are you suggesting that we wait for him? No. No, right. I, I'm. He'll he'll probably be able to catch up with us. I assume he can travel faster than a caravan, you know, ox cart caravan. He's got a horse. Okay. So he can probably outride us if need yeah. be. We can leave a message here in town as well if he has to stay for the night. You know where we've headed off to, and leave it with one of the inns or with the guard, and they'll let him know. Well, I mean, you can send a message right into his brain, right? I mean, yes, I, well, <laughs> not to his brain, but yes, I can send a message to him. It doesn't go to his brain. How does the spell work? <laughs> I believe it just kind of appears as a, as a letter or a message to him that just appears out of nowhere. and It's kind of like oh. in his... Well, can, can he read? Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were enamored with him originally because he oh, was right, a reading right, right, man. Right, 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 right. Sorry. <laughs> right. Wait, what was he reading when Olash was so, so smitten? Something? I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I don't remember. Go back and listen to that I have to, to look back episode. at my notes. <laughs> That was like three entire days of in-game time. <laughs> <laughs> For all of our fans, uh, please go back and listen to that episode and tell us on the, you know, on leave us a comment somewhere that what he was reading because we have no idea. Yep. Okay. So I guess in in time we need to find an inn. Uh, we, it looks like we found one, unless you really really want to stay somewhere else. No, no, I'm I'm fine with Wendy's pride. I just wanted to talk out of your shot of Francis. So you want to go back in with him in there and then get rooms? Yeah, we'll just. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys need anything from the wagons or anything else that we left in there? Or? No, I don't think so. All we had in there was like our travel supplies, right? I mean, travel supplies our... and your your rations. The majority of your equipment you guys probably got out before you put the wagon mm-hmm. away for the night. But I assume if we buy rooms in the inn, we can eat their food. Yes. Let's do that. Okay, so we go in and, and pur- purchase rooms for the night. 
Okay. Um, so as you are heading in to the inn, you hear from uh, a little ways down this the uh, a little ways down the street, uh, you hear someone calling out, and you hear a very familiar voice now saying, uh, "Oh, Ildov, Ildov, <laughs> such <laughs> excitement! Did you see the Griffin flying overhead?" <laughs> You're right. I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> but yeah, that's your name. I don't buy my silly stuff. It's so silly. Yeah, that's not suspicious. <laughs> no, not at all. Um. Oh, hey. Hi. Yeah. This. What an exciting night this is. Oh gosh, I'm just exhausted from the excitement. Oh, griffins are such beautiful animals, don't you think? I. I. You know, I've never actually seen one. But you, you didn't see it. Well, I saw the shadow. It's. I was inside. Oh well, it would. You sh- you should come back to the guild house with me. I've got I've got scores of books about them. The, the illustrations are very impressive. Perhaps tomorrow morning. I'm just oh gosh, yeah, really gotta get to bed. Are you sure? Yeah, thank you so You're much. Sh- oh well, well, fine. If that's the way you want to play it, I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it'll only take a moment. Posh, um, question: Do any of these books mention the training and taming of griffins? Possibly, I. Uh, so far as I know, most of them are just uh, bestiaries. Uh, but you know, if I had, uh, I don't know, someone to help me look through them, perhaps we does could find out for you. Fuck Valir, what's going on? <laughs> you don't need to be rushed. I'm happy to help. I would love to. I. I don't think you're getting the hint, Cassian. <laughs> um, I'm trying to I'm trying to cover for Valir cause, or Ildov because I know she doesn't want to I, I understand what you're trying to do but this is not your fight to fight uh, look uh, Valir I, I understand that my uh, my visage can be off-putting sometimes but I assure you I am I am kind and gentle <laughs> oh I'm no 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 I'm what is happening here? Uh, <laughs> you're you're very uh, you're very attractive it's um, what? Oh, sorry, <laughs> that's not what you meant. Uh, no, I just meant that most people are afraid of me because I look like the the classical visions of, of devils and demons. But I am not like that. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I merely I am merely searching for someone who is is also interested in the pursuit of knowledge. Oh yeah, and I am. I love books. I love libraries. And I have so many books. <laughs> it's. You know what? Okay, I'll just go for a second. I'll go for a second. Lovely. I'll read a book. (laughs) (laughs) What what Fred missed there is that Lindsay just rolled her eyes. Big time rolled her eyes. Um, Uh, That came through in the audio, believe it or not. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to, but I look at Cassian first and then telepathically just say like, I don't know what's about to happen, but maybe... If you know, I mean, I just... think back at her. Do, do you want me to come? Uh, I'm great at barging my way into social situations. <laughs> yeah, maybe that might help. <laughs> I say, great. Then it's settled. We'll all three go and look uh, through your fabulous Griffin library. I myself am a great lover of literature. Excellent. Let us uh, let us be off then. What? You, you and I hang out. Uh, would well, this be a good time for a reading lesson? Mm. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Olash here is actually uh, fi- for, uh, be, uh, taking a her first reader. steps into the wonderful world of reading. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, yes, I've got uh, plenty of primers and uh, various other things. Uh, I've got some children's books if you're looking to start small. Okay. 
Well, if everyone yeah, else is coming along, maybe I can come and uh, see your your little pseudo dragon again and see if we get off on a better foot. Yeah, you might just want to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely do that too. I can do that. Excellent. Uh, yes, well, come, unless you have uh, other business to take care of. We need to at least uh, pay for our rooms here, but then we can come along with you. Oh, yes, <laughs> let's let's arrange for lodgings. Well, why don't you all pay for your rooms and Ildov and I can go read books? Valera, I keep saying that. God damn it. <laughs> you have too many names. I know. <laughs> uh, we, we all, I mean, if you want, we, I have the party fund. I can have everyone else go with you. I'll meet up with you and just pay for the She's rooms. already taken Valera by the hand and is walking down Go, the go, go. I'll go pay I for the I give rooms. you, I give the rest of the party like a wide-eyed, like, please, please help. <laughs> Look. You two okay, go. I'll, I, I'll stride, I, I stride along with them, uh, acting as though I have not at all noticed that she was trying to ditch me. I'm I'm following them as well. Okay. I'll go for it, pay for the rooms. <laughs> so you all head over and into the uh the ORE station house and she um immediately walks over to the bookcase and uh Liebchen, her her pseudo dragon comes and settles on her shoulders and she's just going through all the books and she goes, "Ah, yes, uh, oh, this one. Ildov, start with this one. This one is an excellent excellent illustration of the griffin uh, in all parts this was the writer of this actually got to dissect fun once so she's got all of the the individual pieces it's very impressive <laughs> so she opens that up for you and then she goes over to um to olash and cassian and uh, she hands them another book that uh says uh, that on the front it says a is for onkeg <laughs> uh, <laughs> And she hands it to you, and she says, uh, "This is a good one to start with. Do you feel comfortable, uh, sort of leading her in a lesson, or do you do you need help as well?" No, I think I'll uh, we'll, we'll be just fine here. We I, we find a big cozy chair, and uh, I I, cur- I I settle down on Ildov on uh, Olash's lap, and, <laughs> uh, and I start you know helping her sound out the words. Great, yeah, she's got two uh, two very comfy high back chairs. Uh, sort of right in the middle of the bookcases, so you guys. But each... Cassian is no sitting on my lap. Yes, yes. Well, no, you're sitting in one of the chairs. You've got your feet up on the other one, and and Cassian is just nestled in your lap. Yeah, um, I just I just love the visual of like someone sitting in someone else's lap and teaching them to read. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really, uh, a... really flipping the script. Um, I'm really angling for some adorable fan art here. <laughs> So you all, you do that, and Ildov, while you're looking at the book, mm-hmm. Pasht turns to you and says, so Valera, tell me about yourself. I'm always interested to know about the journey of us as a magical practitioners. Oh, I, you know, just parents <laughs> didn't get a, my, you know, my mother, it's, they're gone. Uh, oh gosh, it's, so, this is so fascinating. Child of this, a broken home, that's so sad. I've made my peace with it oh that's good she's she's walking around mm-hmm. doing stuff sort of like collecting other books and being oh this is a good one too and she puts it down on on her desk and she's looking around and eventually she sort of goes into the back room and uh she's like comes out with a couple of books and she puts those down too and she goes back into the back room and she goes oh and this is perfect uh Valera, come here do uh, do cassie and i notice this roll perception have i gotten there yet uh you're probably just about to walk in well, that was like a five for perception, so I probably 18. don't. Uh, Olash, you, you noticed it. Uh, okay, Olash, like... are you paying attention to your reading lesson? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already bored. Um, <laughs> I like elbow Cassie and, and like point it out. Valera, what are you doing? Uh, gosh. Um, what I just call out, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was drinking water. That was not dramatic <laughs> pause. And she goes, "Oh, well, I found I found another uh, uh, another tome, but it's just it's too large, and I think you should come here to look at it. It's, this one has even better illustrations. It's got sort of like size, uh, you know, it's like side by side with other creatures, so that you can see exactly how relatively large it is." It's... I perk I... up and say, "Illustrations," and Do... I like get up. <laughs> Cassie falls on your head. <laughs> Do I believe her? Roll insight. Uh, um. Yeah, so, uh, that's so a wait. That's 23. Uh, you do not believe her, no. I'm just going to say, I'm, I've actually just, I'm like in the middle of a paragraph over here. So, I, you know, it's, ju- it's jumbling my brain a bit to, uh, to jump from book to book. All right, then. Take your time. I'll wait. <laughs> okay. Um, Cassian's on the floor wait, right wait. now. Cassian's on the floor. I help Cassian yeah. up. Um, I stand up and I, I sidle over to, to, to Ildav and I whisper, this is going to sound crazy, but you can turn invisible right you could peep in there and see what what she's got maybe oh yeah i could or maybe we could make it i could make a an image of you appearing to walk in there it wouldn't have any sound but <laughs> but, but like if she's gonna ambush you we could get some warning, i'm gonna you know? you know what i'll cast invisibility on myself and just walk into the room so you cast invi- invisibility on yourself mm-hmm. you walk into the room mm-hmm. Um, you sneak in, right? I mean, right. <laughs> you walk into the room, <laughs> knocking <laughs> shit over. Welcome. Uh, ringing a bell. Uh, now you walk into the room and you see um, uh, you see a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, you see that uh, Posht is uh, just to the right of the door, mm-hmm. in a position where it looks like she's she's almost ready to like throw it closed. Mm-hmm. You look around. Otherwise, you see some crates boxes like storage style stuff uh, you see there's a bed over in the corner and as you turn your head to the left you see Gulric, who is currently sitting in a chair and he is tied to the chair uh, he has no gag on there's no bag over his head or anything his eyes are open but it's like this very vacant stare and there's just this little bit of drool coming out of the side of his mouth um, and is okay. Posh standing right there? She's standing by the door, like she's oh, ready to oh, shut right. it. Um, all right, I sneak back into the other room, and I... Uh... Falira, how long does it take you to read a paragraph? <laughs> you can talk without breaking the invisibility, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, oh, God, it's, I'm just so, it's just so interesting. Just give me another minute, and then I tell Cassian and Olash, we got to get Okay, she, so she's not holding an illustration. Goldrick. No, Goldrick is in that room, and it well, looks like she fucked him up. Why would she show you that if if that like? Why would she I, want you to see that if that's what she did? It looks like I got the feeling that she was trying to trap me in that room. Oh. So Yarfik, you've arrived now, and the door's locked. Hello. Oh God. I'm sorry, I'm a little late. Is it? Can I try to open it from the inside? Is you it... can try. Okay, I try. It's locked. Locked. The door's locked. What's going on, guys? I'm missing uh, a party or something? Okay, Um, I say, I whisper to Olash, break that door down. We're getting out of here now. And I slam the door to the other room shut and hold it. The Close. the door is not open on that side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind then. The, do- the door was open into the other room. Posh was standing next to it, ready to slam it closed. Oh, oh, I see. She was waiting to trap Valera in there. Correct. Okay, I mi- think I misunderstood. Okay, well... Guys, uh, 
I, I can just go back to the inn. So at this point, Posh walks out of the back room with uh, her hands clasped in front of her. And she very calmly sort of looks at the situation with like oh, the three of you huddled around the door. Still I'm still invisible. invisible. Uh, sorry, the two of you <laughs> huddled around the door. And um, she sort of looks around the room. Flira, you can uh, you can come out now. I know you're here. And Posh, I do, I do I have still... a very important question for you. I say, here's the thing about Valera is she's very shy. Um, I think I think maybe she just like needs to sort of go recharge her battery. She casts you know how silence. People... <laughs> <laughs> um, do I get a save? Do I so, hear Cassian stop speaking? You you Wait, well here's the thing. Silence is a radius. You're just on the other side of the door, so you don't hear him stop speaking because you don't hear anything right now. Well, so I notice everything's gone super silent. Yes. I'm going to attack the door. <laughs> Okay, well... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Sam. I don't get a save for silence. I thought there was, like, it just auto automatically works. Uh, actually, there is no save. Oh, wow, okay. Because it's, it's just stuck to that area, so you could try to move out of it, but... Yeah, I guess I'm I'm going to do that. I, I know this is other stuff is probably happening at the same time, but I'm tr- going to try and move out of the silence radius. Okay, so you're going to try and move out of the radius. Yeah, towards uh, Poshed, I guess. Meanwhile, Valera, what are you doing? I'm going to stay invisible and not say anything. She's going to, uh, she, Cassie, and she sees you start to move towards her. She doesn't flinch or anything. Yarfik, uh, roll, uh, roll an attack. Just a straight attack? Yep. Okay, two-handed on the sun. <laughs> Ten. Ten, uh, you, you hit the door, and it's, it's a lot hardier than you thought. So it doesn't really do much damage to it. Uh, this is a pretty well-built place, and it might have some sort of like magical protection to it. You don't know. Awesome. <clears throat> Meanwhile, uh, Pasht addresses to the room and says, Very well, Vlira, if you won't come out, I'll merely pose this question to everybody. Uh, I was wondering how long you've been impersonating a member of the ORE. I make a gesture at her like, um, how am I supposed to answer that if I'm in a silence spell? <laughs> Uh, Cassian, <laughs> clearly it's a question was not for you. I mean, isn't Valera also in the silence area? No. Well, <laughs> she doesn't know that because yeah. she's invisible. Okay, I can I, how long, am I at the, am I out of the silence yet, or, or can I keep moving, or is she going to try and stop me from moving out of the silence? Uh, you are, you are just out of the silence range now. Posh, that's a very serious accusation. I wonder why you would toss that around so casually. Roll deception. That is a, that's a 24 for deception. Phil, I wonder why you would lie so cavalierly about it. Uh, I have a question. So we're like in this room that's attached to another room. Is there any other way out besides the door that? Not that you have seen. How far is the zone of silence? Uh, Silence is a 10 foot radius. So if I step off the porch or off the doorstep, I can speak again? Yeah. And she is like between us and the door to the other room? Yes. Is there anything that I could be like? Th- I, is there like a desk or there's like a desk, right? Yes. There's uh, there's a desk. There's the uh, the glass case where the uh, you guys purchase the magical items from. There's sort of a row of bookcase slash filing cabinets in the middle of the room. There's there's stuff. So there's like st- something that I could kind of creep and like hide behind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well. This problem. While Valera is creeping, I'm going to say, um, 
I don't believe I've lied. I'm simply asking why you would make such an accusation about Valera. What, what makes you think she's not a legitimate ORE member? Cassian, I've been doing this for a very, very long time, and I know fake ORE tattoos and faulty backstories when I hear and see them. So kindly stop lying for your friend and allow her to speak for herself. I'm not sure she wants to talk to you, Posh. You brought us in here under false pretenses and attempted to trap us. I don't, I don't know that she's in the mood for an interrogation. What does it take to shut you up? I, okay, at this point, I'm going to become invisible. You're going to become invisible? <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you technically <laughs> already invisible. uninvisible? Uninvisible. No I will ever become visible. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the word for it. At the same time, I'm casting Dispel Magic on the door. So you cast Dispel Magic on the door. You I become visible. Ildov becomes visible. Are you? But you're hiding behind something? Well, so I'm going to become visible, and then I'm going to stand up. Very dramatic. Very true, yeah. <laughs> Calmly. I'll just say... Well, it seems as though you know everything, so I guess we'll be on our way. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not quite that simple. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Oh, it's a very rare day when I get both a, uh, a rogue mage and, well, uh, whatever you are, to fall into my lap, all in the same. So, uh, no, I, I think you'll be staying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we will. Thanks, though. <laughs> You see she drops her hands to her sides and her right hand starts to crackle. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh my gosh. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Please review the show. Pretty please. We ask so little of you. Just about an hour of your time each week. Some taps on a keyboard once isn't really much to add. Even just clicking five stars and not writing anything is appreciated. So please, I'm not sure how much more beggy we can be. Pretend we're kneeling. Does that help? While we're prostrate, we humbly ask that you head to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and consider supporting the show as well. We've got hoop dreams, stuff we'd love to do, and we could use your help funding it. But this ain't a one-sided deal. It's all to give you a better show. Plus, you can get yourself some cool extra content for your patronage. Remember to check out Gamers Against Alzheimer's on the Facebooks to get all the deets on our next live show at The Long Game on June 23rd. All the music in this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can check out all of his work and other projects at imadeitup.com. Tune in next time as the party goes toe-to-toe with Posh in a battle for Ildov's future. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons.
This has been a Puma Knife production.